This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good. I, I just think it's pretty evident and uh, obvious that he wants to do something special here today. And that he already is. Amen. So in order to turn your secular back into the sacred, because you get your mind on money. You know, uh, we can take money and worship God with him. Isn't that right? I like this little particular uh, song. You could do this over your paycheck don't say it's not enough say God gave me this he's gonna make it work amen can I can does does God take natural things yeah uh he does and we can make them uh spiritual things because Jesus talked a lot about that where your treasure is that's where your heart is it shows where your heart is amen but when, like Pastor Sandy said, it's not just a business deal with God. It's worship. You know, It really is. Amen. And how does that, that it, it's the intent of our heart. Say amen. So <clears throat> when we come before God, don't just bucket plunk. Don't just be out of an obligation. Have a revelation. Amen. Lord, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and so to you are all things. Lord, you deserve the glory. Why don't you sing that over over your finances today, amen? Oh, pastor, that's just so silly. Sometimes the things of God seem so silly to the thinking of the world, you know. But why worry over it? Why don't we worship over it? Amen. Because you're worthy of it all. Lord, you're worthy of it all. For from you is this thing, and now to you is this thing, because you deserve all the glory. Come on, be silly with me just for a second. You're worthy of it all. Yes, you're worthy of it all. For from you is this thing. But now to you this I bring. Because you deserve the glory. It's the heart behind the hand. And it works both ways. From God's own hand, we need to understand that that's from his heart. And so from our heart, through our hand, we want him to understand you really do deserve the glory. You know, God gave you, he gifted you and graced you, gave you and I breath in our body. Amen. 
And even everything that we do that we would consider separate, it's not separate. It's not doesn't have to be secular. It can be sacred. God, while I'm peeling potatoes, I'm doing this. Glad and grateful. While I'm, whatever it is that you have allowed the, me the power to get wealth, I have health, God. I have uh, food to eat. And, you know, today there's a lot. Listen, today there's a lot of people that don't. Amen. The Bible says that some of the part of the curse coming on our life. What what and when I say this, hey, you know, the curse is just outside the circle of the blessing. The blessing is God's bullseye. The curse is all around. It ain't hard to fail. To fail to be thankful or grateful or appreciative or any of that kind of stuff, you know, or to or to fail to receive God's best. That would be the curse. The uh you know, uh But part of the thing that that opens up the door to that in our life takes us into that territory. He says, they didn't serve me with gladness. They weren't glad and grateful. Amen. Even if it's just manna from heaven. Same old, same old. Anybody ever have some same old, same old in your life? Amen. (laughs) You know, God will do the same old, same old while he's taking you on a trip to something Way different than what, but he waits to see if you still love him while you're in the same old, same old. Will you keep following him and trusting him? See, when you're going through some stuff and everything, you know, I told Pastor Sandy, I said, did we get everything we wanted for Christmas? No, but we got something. And the something's what we're going to be glad and grateful about. Because if you look at what you didn't get, are you listening? Amen. Not everybody gets everything they want for Christmas. The, the, the wish list. Uh, you know a kid that gets everything he wants is being set up for failure because life ain't that way. Amen. It's just not. Hallelujah. Now will God do everything you want him to do? You better hope not because remember that girl you prayed for so hard and aren't you glad you didn't end up with her? That job you just thought, that was the one going to take me on a career path. You ought to be glad, you know. It was when you get to heaven, you're going to get the film that, you know, God says, this is what would have happened if I would gave you your own way. Somebody ought to praise the Lord in this house today. You might as well look at David and say, you might as well be happy. You've done entered into the gate of glad. Leave the, hap- leave the sad and the mad at the... You pick it up when you go back out. You want to live that kind of life? All right. But while you're in up on up in him. Pretty good for a Yankee, huh? While you on up in him. Ain't no one this ain't this ain't no unhappy time. We ain't gonna sing the blues. Amen. You can do that on, you can do that. But this time that we're together, I believe God's doing and really desires to do something very special. Can't you just feel him right now touching you, squeezing your heart? You know, because uh, we get dusty and dirty out there, don't we? And uh, You ever seen them boys drive them big old... Redneck four-wheel drive trucks and 
you know, you could tell where they've been. They've been mudding it. And uh, the whole thing will be covered, and then there'll be these, you know, just a little spot on the windshield. You know, God sometimes will squeeze your heart because you've been mudding it all week, just a slugging on through, slipping and a sliding. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to your slipping and sliding self today. Yeah, I know when God's really, when, when God, oh, I'll tell you, God will get all up in the middle of you. And that's my hope and prayer. We can't do nothing for you. If you look to, you know, we, we're going to look to him today, aren't we? And we already are, but let's keep looking at him. Because he wants to do something. And I'm going to tell you, the first thing he'll do is he'll start, he'll start washing the windshield. Say, God, give me eyes to see. See, what God wants to show us something, not just tell us something. The difference between information and revelation is that God, when he says something, he shows something. And while he's talking today, while I'm talking today, he's going to be talking. He's going to be talking to you. Maybe he'll use some of this, but he, the Holy Spirit can say things that are not even being said, but because we're looking to him. Because it's God we're listening for. It's God we're looking for. See? Say this with me. Say, God, you can change my life. In just a moment. And see, <clears throat> he'll start squeezing our heart. How I, know, how, I know when he squeezes my heart, he starts washing the windshield. Sometimes you, your eyes get dusty and dirty and all mudded. Uh, the, the, the water gets muddy and you can't see clearly, but, you know, are you listening? Well, big boys don't cry. No, but real men can. And not be ashamed of it, amen. Well, what are you doing that for? Because my windshield needs to be cleaned. I need to see God a little more clearly than when I came in here because there's dust and it's been dusty and dirty where I come from. Amen. Aren't you glad you made it here today? The Lord's kept you, didn't he? Well, sometimes we just take that for granted. We think that we just, we just live in all by ourselves, Honey, every breath you breathe, every, every, the next heartbeat is in the hand of God. The devil would have killed you. He would have, should have, could have when he could. The truth is he can't. I said he can't. So the best thing we can do is show up in, in the potter's house. Amen. In God's house and say thank you. <laughs> thank you Lord. I live to fight another day. Thank you Lord. You, you, you're able to sustain me and keep me. What I've entrusted to you. You can keep me all the way to the end. And no man or no anything else, no devil's going to decide my end. Are you listening? That's already been decided. Heaven's my home. Jesus is in my heart. Amen. I am reconciled to the Father. My sins are forgiven. I've been washed in the blood, filled with the Holy Ghost. Got angels encamped all around me and going, uh, going before me, seeing that I'm succeeding in everything that I'm doing for God. Amen. And following him and blessed be God, I look around and look at my friends. 
Well, I don't have any friend. What a friend I have in Jesus. When everybody else ran the other way. (laughs) There is one that won't leave you. Amen. Are you going to get to the message? I think I'm in it. Maybe. I don't know. John 8th chapter. Well, have you ever, have you ever had to start over? I got a lot of scriptures and stuff, but I just want to talk to you out of my heart today. Aren't we really living in a world that's full of people with problems that have to start over? You know, on one side, you know, they say that this is a great reset. And what is that? It's just another way of saying starting over. God says, I'm going to restore. That's just another way of God saying, I'm going to start over. What turned out badly? Has anything ever turned out badly for you? Maybe more importantly, has anything ever turned out badly for God? Has God ever had to start over? Well, bear with me for just a second. I I think we can see this all through the Bible, but I'd like to just start in Genesis between verses 1 and 2. And for the unschooled, unlearned in that, let me tell you a little family history. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 1, in the beginning, God created. Let me just say about that. We use words as information, but God fills words with creation. When God speaks a word, it creates whatever he's speaking. We flippantly just think it's just communication and information. God says, no, it's creation. It's revelation and creation. I'm revealing what I want to create and make it happen when I say it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 1, verse 2, and the earth was without void. The earth was without form and void. What happened between 1 and 2? Because he didn't create it. A wasteland. He didn't create it turned inside out, turned upside down and all around. And originally it was created just like you were created in the image and likeness of God. It was created in the image and likeness of heaven. The Bible says that someday, you know, that God's all through the Bible. One golden thread, he goes, is that it would be on the earth as as above, it would be below. Pray this way, as it is in heaven, it would be on the earth. That's God never has changed his mind, but something got messed up between one and two. Because see, you know, he created an archangel named Lucifer who turned out not so good. I don't know how, I don't know why, it just says that iniquity was found in him. And, and this is what he said, he said, I will exalt my throne, so he had a throne. Over in Isaiah 28, he said, I will exalt my throne above the throne of the Most High. Yeah. 
And needless to say, does God ever get mad? Oh, at the right things he do. Now, you know, uh, uh, an angel, a created being, had no right to say that. At all. And so God just did a little house cleaning, you know. I mean, he just turned this thing inside out and upside down. Turned it all around and throwed the devil out. I don't know how long it was before the next verse where it says God said, where God started all over again. You know, is it possible to, is it possible for God, for, for God to be disappointed or for God to, for God to be frustrated, for God to, you know, uh, even be hurt, grieved over things turning out badly? Oh, absolutely. I believe that. Have you ever had things turn out badly in your life? And, you know, there was at the loss, uh, there is a grieving and it was a process. It just wasn't, you know, oh, well, we'll just start over. You go through a divorce. You go through, you know, uh, a loss of a loved one, a loss of a relationship. You go through a loss of, you know, a job. Your whole world is turned inside out and upside down. And you just don't snap back automatically. It just doesn't, you can't just fix it just like that. You have to, you know, remember that sometimes to slide all the way down the hill, all the way to the bottom. I don't know if anybody's ever felt like that they've been at the bottom of the pit. Ever? That it couldn't just go any lower than this? I know I may not be talking to everybody because, you know, there's always the high and mighty who never had a fall. Never have... Are you listening? That's okay. You need to hear this too because you might run across somebody. This might be for somebody else. But you know, for those of you that right now, if you've ever been all the way down to the bottom, you know where they say hit rock bottom? You know, where you just don't think it can get any worse. It can't get any lower than this. And, you know, it's not, it, 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 you know, it's what happens on the inside of you next What's happening on the inside of us is more important than what happened to the outside of us because, the, because there has to click into place a willingness to get up, to listen, to, to start over. And starting over sometimes, you know, uh, the last step that you took, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, now that, those words are like a sword. No. Might as well work with it. Oh, can you hear me okay? Please don't be distracted. Because um, the last step I took, boy, I mean, I just, it took me over the edge and I just slid down and down and down and down and it wound me up. And whether we acknowledge that or not, that's in the back of our thinking. That's the experience that we are working from. That's the old frame, you know. Well, the last time I tried, the last time I stepped out, the last time I trusted, the last time I gave my heart, the last time, the last step, where did it get me? But at some point in time, you know, and the first step into the new, the first step in starting over, you know, is always somewhat at the bottom. And it is a step up, which is the most difficult. 
Because it's been down, 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 down. And the message in our life is, I'm down. But the question God has, but are you down for good? Is this fatal? Is it final? Yeah, it might be failure, but is it fatal? And is it final? See? And only we can answer that. I like how Elijah said, you know, to uh, 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 the Lord said, can these dead bones live? And Elijah goes, you know. And I'm sure he was going like, if I say what I know. With you, all things are possible. But as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) you know, Lord. (laughs) Are you hearing? How many of you have ever given God a thumbs down? You know, God, I don't like this. <laughs> Anybody? A couple of honest people, the rest of you are forgiven for lying. It's not your nature, I know it's not. Amen. You can, you know, I'll give you some lipstick and some rouge and stuff. You can continue in the perfect pretense. But sometimes, you know, like today, the Lord's just going to mess you up real good and you're... Your windshield's going to get washed and all that pretty to-do stuff is just going to melt your mask. Eh, yes. Well, aren't you glad that the nature of God is that he was willing to start again? So he said, let there be light. I want to give you the back of the, the, the back story here when he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Because he'd already, you know, he'd already had a family of angels, but they weren't family. They're just servants. They're not sons. They're just servants. He said, but this time, let's make, he could say this time. Everybody say this time. So you've got to move from last time to this time. That that was then and this is now. Ever what the process is in between. And for some of us, it's longer than others, stronger, perhaps. But at some point in time, what's next? And so he created man and and woman in his image and his likeness. And things were going good. He planted this garden named Eden where they could do life together. You know that God's idea of heaven on earth is doing life together with us here on the earth. He didn't. He didn't beam them on up, Adam and Eve. Just beam them on up. You know, bring them on up every day. You come to my house. No, he came to their house on the earth. Read the end of the book. God's moving here. Oh, not on this one. He's going to make it new. But it's going to be a new earth of which heaven comes and makes home is going to be us doing life together forever. Heaven on earth. Read the end of the book. It's true. God's always wanted to move in with you. <laughs> Here we are. God, I'm just trying to get to heaven. God goes, I'm trying to get heaven to you, son. And you know, eventually we're going to get it together. Amen. That'll help some of you. What? Look at your neighbor and say, why wait? You don't have to die to enjoy the presence of God. To do life together with God. You don't have to wait till you die to get to heaven to experience his highest and best for your life right here and right now. Because it's always been the will of God to walk with you. Oh, he walks 
with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. My, my, my. We've lost something and not remembering where we came from or where we're going. Lord, I thank you that I feel you here today. And you know, things got messed up in the perfect place with the perfect people and the perfect God and the perfect plan got messed up. So God had to start over. And then, you know, things went on and, and uh, you know, the came to a time when, you know, all he could find was the people that everything they thought about was against God, was wicked and evil. Every imagining of their heart. But... He found one guy, this, you know, old hick in the sticks named Noah. As when God spoke, Noah listened. And uh, Noah was kind of a blue-collar guy. Evidently, he was a farmer because when he got done boat building and sailing the high seas, he, he went back to farming he did make some wine get drunk. That wasn't really, you know, I mean, some things came out of that for his family. He had problems, but we're not here to talk about that. But, you know, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, uh, 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 you know, here we are with God. Is it, you know, the, and, and so God had to start all over again. And then he found Abraham. That was. That was something, wasn't it, you know? Uh, Now, God had spoken to Abraham and and Terah, his daddy, and they had started on the journey, you know, and and then they got stuck in Haran, you know, the comfortable place. Sometimes we get stuck along the way. So, well, this is good. Let's just stay here. And, you know, and they were idol makers. That was their trade. And, and, uh, you know, we'll just stay here and, you know, or join the local idol makers, uh, uh, you know, uh, union. And... And uh, uh, we're, we're, you know, we'll just make idols. Profitable, it's good. We got a good life here. And then Terah died, Abraham's father. And and uh, so God, it says God had spoken to Abraham and said, "Now let's, you know, I haven't changed my mind. You know, your daddy didn't do it. What about you?" So, so he said, "Now I want you to get up from your father's house and all uh, that." You know, God had to start over with Abram. He said, leave, leave this place, leave your father's house, all that. But, you know, uh, Abraham brought, brought Lot with him, and uh, they started over, and they did get to the promised land. But when he got to the promised land, it was, 
it was a famine there. You know, sometimes people judge the will of God that everything's going to just be wonderful when I get in the spot that God wants me to. And when they get there and it's not, they just keep right on the going and, and overshoot. They miss it. They, they get their own interpretation. So the Bible says it didn't happen in one day, but he progressively just moved back towards Egypt, which Egypt is the world's way. So he just progressively, you know, start out on God's way, but when it don't work out like you thought it should, as it might have and should have, you didn't get everything you wanted for Christmas, so you go down to Egypt to the department store and go, I'll make my own Christmas now. I'll make it happen for me. If God ain't going to, I'll make it happen for me. After all, it's pretty reasonable. We're going to starve to death up here, God. You don't know that, didn't you know? You know, that, 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 uh, you know, that it ain't real good over there. I should have stayed where I was, what? All these things, nobody ever thought that way, but we're listening to Abraham right now, Abram. And, uh, you know, so he went down to Egypt and uh, got in a little trouble down there. You'll always get in trouble, you know, trying to find God's will in the world's way. And so things didn't work out, kind of turned out badly. So, you know, God redeemed it, made the best of it. So uh, God said, okay, Abram, you know, and he went back up to where he had originally come, built another altar so he could hear from God. And God goes, okay, let's start over. It was a misunderstanding. It was a mistake. Let's start over. And things were rocking along good. But, you know, I mean, it it just took longer and it was a little stronger than what Abram and Sarah thought. So Sarah said, look here, you know, I mean, God's had long enough. I'm getting old. I was already old, but now I'm older. And look at you. You really old. (laughs) God have mercy. You got wrinkles on your wrinkles, boy. And remember how excited you used to get when I did the little dance? You don't even look my way no more. How are we going to have a baby? You go, don't touch me. I'm tired. I'm busy. Anyway, so Sarah says, look here. I got this figured out. I think God's going to do it through this, you know, uh, through my handmaiden over here. And Abraham took one look at her and he go, you know, that might be true. You are old. She's a little younger. So, you know, uh, you know how all that worked out. And so there was 13 years of silence there. Read the Bible. And then God, then God said, okay, let's start over. I don't really need to go forward from here. We're, we're not even out of Genesis, even part way through it. God, enough to where there's evidence and proof that God's, God w- is willing to start over. Now, why would that be? I, want, I do want to read a verse of Scripture. Would it be okay to have Scripture? Shouldn't we read a verse of Scripture to stay scriptural? I mean, after all, if they do some kind of, a, you know, I mean, if you... If you if you visit, you know, if you go to a church and they say, you know, well, did he read any scripture? No, oh, he quoted a lot of stuff, but, you know, I don't really know the scripture, so I'm not sure if it was scripture. But, you know, I mean, let's just, you know, satisfy this and read some scripture. Because in order to be scriptural, we should have scripture. Amen. But see, if you don't know it for yourself, see, your homework is go check it out. Amen. Just start in Genesis. Go check it out. Wonder if what he's saying is it true. You know, you need to, you have the spirit of truth with you, the Holy Ghost. Your heart is made to weigh in the balance truth and lies. 
what's true and what's false. And but you should do your homework. You know, don't just take the, uh, uh, you know, uh, question the teacher. If they gave you an F on the thing, go back over every question. Say, no, I got that right. Amen. Are you hearing? It, it was probably somebody else's name on the top of that page. You got a mistake. I got a hundred. None of you would ever do that. You just accept. Yeah, I'm, I failed. You know, I'm stupid. I don't know. No, 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 no. Find out for yourself. You're you're wise. God don't make no junk. Amen. Go double check. <laughs> double check the scriptures. Make sure we're telling the truth. Amen. Well, Jeremiah, I'll read this. God told Jeremiah, verse 1, this is a message about, Up on your feet, go to the potter's house. When you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. So I went to the potter's house. Sure enough, the potter was there working away at his wheel. Whenever the pot, the potter was working on turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you are working with folks, people, clay. The potter would simply start over and use the same clay to make another pot. Then God's message came to me, can't I do just as this potter does, people of Israel, God's decree. Watch this potter in the same way that this potter works his clay, I work on you. I work on you. What is the message there? If it turns out badly, I simply start over. Now, why would God want to start over with you and I? We need to just get to this place agreement and then we're done. Why would God, you know, can you, have you ever felt like the clay? I mean, if clay could feel, you know, I feel bad it didn't turn out like you wanted it to turn out, God. I feel bad. I don't want to be a disappointment to you. I, I... you know, what you think about me means a lot to me. Matter of fact, what you think about me matters more to me than what I think about me or anybody else thinks about me. Now, why would God, using the same clay, why don't you just give up and just go, you're just a lost cause, you're a hopeless case, you're... You're not worth fooling with, no matter how many times, because sometimes it's multiple times, isn't it? You know, but you know, God must have thought that clay was something special. Maybe God thinks you're something special. Not just as a vessel, not just as something that he can use. Maybe the only thing that I can see that I, I thank God I believe he's helped me to see, you know. He helped me to see it in, you know, through his eyes. Sometimes you, you know, I've, you know, I've shared with you before. I was thinking about, um, you know, my own children. And in a particular thing, you know, there was... One time when it was, everything just kept going backwards for, for, for this kid. Everything. You know, after a while when everything just 
doesn't work out. You get so discouraged, so disheartened, you know. And you know, all you ever want, all God has ever wanted was to see you succeed. To be happy. No matter what you do, it's who you are. All he ever wanted to do was do life together with us and see us succeed. And I'll believe you, I'll tell you, real success in life is having a relationship with God. More importantly than that is knowing our Father. See, they had God. God is our Father. Said the religious people. And Jesus said, you don't know the Father. You don't know his heart. And you know, there have been times I, you, you get, I'm done. I'm just done with this kid. Just have it your way. You just. Why do you keep going back and starting all over? Because of the Father's heart. Because nothing can separate you permanently from the love that God has for you. You know, we can do all of these things, guys, but if we miss hearing the Father's heart, why start over? Because the Father's heart has always been that you would be successful in life. The sticks and the bricks and the stuff and all. You know, think about all that. You want a, you want a motorcycle, we'll have a motorcycle. You want a car, we'll get a car. You want to play the flute, we'll play the flute. You want to eat Mexican food, we'll eat Mexican food. You want to, you know, whatever you want to do. That's how God is. He just gives us and gives us and gives us and does and does. And then we're still not happy. And he goes, that's because you're missing the point. It's not about the stuff. I'll give you the whole world. I've given you everything. Whatever you want. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'll help you. But if you don't realize why I do this. That it's from my heart to your heart. If you don't. It, are you listening? That when you fail, you think it was because it's all on top of you and it was all because of you, because it was all for you. Listen, listen. See, you're going to fail. You're going to fall down and go boom. You're going to get hurt. You're going to mess it up. That's just how it is. But the Father's heart says, well, let's just start again. Let's just start over. That's called salvation, that's called redemption. That's called when everybody else and walks away and everything else, there's nothing left. Listen, you'll look around and there's the Father. Pastor Ron, if you'll come, I, I, 
You know, we've been praying this year, and I hope I haven't taken too much time. I kind of had to set you up a little bit. You know, this year, uh, you know, because you need to have a, you need to pray. Church is a house of prayer. The church needs to pray. We love making programs, don't we, and having projects. Oh, yeah, well, let's, let's pray. Let's make it another program. Let's make it a project. And, uh, you know, let's bring two ears to prayer and one mouth. bring two eyes and two ears and one mouth when we come to pray Jesus said pray this way Father Father our Father who art in heaven holy so special that you would pay attention to someone like me because you wanted me you God is working in this house God is answering prayer God is speaking hallowed be it's so special to me that you would let me call you father You are my father. And God let it be like it is in heaven. You know in heaven the presence of God and all that they're aware of is that God all I ever wanted was you to be here with me. All I ever I did all of this. It's, oh yeah, I know there you know there are mansions of gold and streets of gold and all this fancy stuff but you need to understand the heart behind all of that's all I ever wanted was to have you here with me be together do forever together so when you say as above heart all you've ever wanted let that let I need to I want to know that Not only do I want to know you, but Lord, I thank you that I am known by you. So Lord, I know I don't have to ask. I know the refrigerator's full. I know. I know. You know, but I want to acknowledge you anyway. 
I want you to know that I know it's you that gives me my daily bread. And you know what? Today's enough. Today I am kept. Today I am fed. Today I am satisfied. Today it's just enough. To, the picnic is important. The, I'm excited about the fried bologna biscuit. But what makes it so special is that you made this special for me. My name's on the wax paper here. I mean, I mean, and you... And, and you took the time to come to where I am. Why you? Boy, you're bleaking, Pastor. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing it clearer. And clearer than I've ever seen it before. I thank God for the washing of the Spirit of God and the washing of the water of the Word because, hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody in this house and anybody out there. I, I, I wonder if the if you just want to know Him, because He wants you to know Him. You know, it begins with it begins with God starting all over. You know, the Jesus said you have to start over. I dare not leave you. I cannot leave you. In the position and the condition that you're in, you're separated from God. He loves you. But this religion's never going to get you there. It's a dead end. Your good works will never get you there. The world's ways will never get you there. It's going to take what I do. I'm going to make, I'm going to build a crossing for you. If you'll come to that cross, I'll get you to the other side. I'll reconcile. I'll make it okay. I'll make a way where love can get to you. You know, we've been praying this year. Because you need a program, right? We need to pray over our projects, right? But when prayer is more about what God wants than what we want, we bring two eyes, two ears, in one mouth. And the heart that just simply says, I'm here. You said pray, but I don't know what to pray. I'm looking. And I'm listening. Father, what do you want? I remember first prayer meeting we had. We're going to have one tonight. I told everybody, prayer said, I, I just sense this in my heart to pray for returning of hearts and minds toward God. I can't decide that for everybody else, but.
as for me, at my eyes are on you because it only you can turn all this around, but it's not really even about this. It God turn me. Turn my heart. Turn my eyes. Turn my ears. And in the last chapter of Malachi, fourth chapter, God says, I want you to watch for this. When God says watch for something, it's significant. He goes, I want you to watch this. He goes, before before the end, when no one can change their mind, before it's too late, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And it will be like the spirit of Elijah. That will be the work. You know, we think about Elijah calling down fire. and Elijah killing all Baal's prophets. And, but God said Elijah's work was... We think about Elijah praying for three and a half years and it didn't rain. Three years and it didn't rain. And then he prayed again and it did rain. There's this great confrontation and all that. But the whole time, what was Elijah praying? About rain? About the wicked government of Ahab and Jezebel? About the drought? About all of those things? No. The economy? No, it says that Elijah's work was to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. He was praying for a turning of hearts and a changing of minds. I believe God's doing that right now. I believe He's doing that here in this house. For those whose eyes, whose hearts are open and whose eyes are turned toward him and whose ears are listening for him. Jesus said, you must be born again. You have to start over in the kingdom of God. You have to start over with a new heart. You have to start over at the cross. You have to start over with God because you can no longer stand to live life without Him. I wonder if that's you here today. Maybe in the house or out there somewhere. Aren't you glad that there's no time nor distance with God. God is right there with you. Just as He's right here with us. And so if you're ready, I want to pray a little prayer. It's not so much all the words. It's what do you mean in your heart? 
If you turn your heart toward God, I'll tell you, He's already turned towards you. When you draw near to God, oh, you're going to find He comes running and draws near to you. And He can change everything in a moment. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me this new heart and this new life. I want to know the Father. And you said no one comes to the Father except through you. I thank you for your promise, Lord. I thank you for your plan. I thank you for your purpose for my life. And I'm committed to that. Can't do it without you. Don't want to. But I thank you that I can do it with you. And Lord, I want you to know I do want to do it with you. Thank you for saving me. Redeeming me. Restoring me. Reconciling me. Back to the Father. Amen. If you prayed that prayer in a minute, congratulations. Nothing greater. Well, let me say this. That is the beginning of greater in your life. And it will get gooder and gooder uh, as eternity takes root and takes hold in, uh, in your life. Welcome to the family. That's all God's ever wanted. Not to have you part of an organization. People get all tripped up about the church. The church is simply the family of God. That's all. And if we try to make it anything else other than the Father and His family, then, then it's not what God wants. So today I pray in Jesus' name that every one of you here, something happens on the inside of us that from now on that there's that we will that we will know his heart not just seek his hand but know his heart and live as sons and daughters of God blessed so blessed so free because we know this truth and so happy and glad and grateful to God for all that he does. I mean, did you get anything out of today? Pastor Sandy, I'm going to turn it over uh, to her. I don't want to try to add to or take away from anything that God has done here today. But I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, if you'll value this, if you'll treasure it, if you'll take this little bit of yeast that's of the right kind and just let it work its way all the way through your dough. Amen. The Bible says this is what the kingdom of God is like. As if Jesus said, if you just take a little bit of this kingdom stuff, the Father's heart, and let it work all the way into your life. That when you're in your battles and your struggles and things don't go so good and turn out badly, just remember this. God says, well, you know what? Just like mom or dad would say, you know, well, tomorrow's another day, isn't it? It's not the end of the world. We're not done. We're going to keep on living. And you know, somehow that just seems to make it all right. Even though it's been all wrong all day, those who are out of love, out of the one that loves you and is for you, can just say, it's going to be all right. This is not the end of the world. Matter of fact, this is a good beginning.
Let's just start over. Amen. Let's get a good night's rest. I'll cook you a big old farm boy, farm girl breakfast in the morning just like you like it. Amen. This is the first day of the week. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Stand up with me for a second and I'll turn this over to Pastor Sandy. Uh, now don't lie because you'll ruin everything if you lie. But turn to your neighbor if you really can and say, you know, I'm glad I came today. Glad I came to God did something for me today. Don't humor the preacher. Yes, I mean if you if you mean just sometimes we have to seal it with words. Amen. We just say, you know what, God, I'm going to acknowledge. The Bible says that things take effect in our life when we acknowledge every good thing that's in us. And it's like if you got this today, if you got something, you might not have got all you wanted for Christmas, you know. You you know, God didn't supernaturally, you know, put money in your pocket, pay all of your bills and and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you, you could go ahead and, and uh, sign us off, uh, Miss Sonia. I'm still in the camera. Bye. I'm going to walk down uh, uh, here till the next time. We love you. God loves you. You have a heart that's at rest because uh, you know how very blessed you are. Amen. Next time, listen, come and be present. Uh, we invite you to come. Amen. Not to be part of us. Just be part of God's family. Amen. This house you'll be loved. You'll be cared for. You'll, uh, you'll know all of that for yourself. Amen. Nothing like live TV. Bless the Lord. Sometimes I, sometimes you forget where you're at, what you're doing. Amen. Wonderful presence of God here today. You might not have got everything you needed on your wish list for Christmas this Sunday. Amen. Are you listening? Are you hearing? But you got something if you treat it as significant. This one thing is something that can change everything for you. You are loved by your Father. And you are free to be loved by Him as a son and a daughter. You're not a slave or a servant. You don't have to be locked in religion. This is the reality. God is so for you. And, and he's willing to start over again and again and again and again. You know why? Because he looks at you as his own. Amen. Not a possession or a piece of property or something. That he, a thing. He, he, he sees you as his own. You're his son and his daughter. And I don't care what the mess up. He will never give up. Ever. It tur- so it turned out badly. But you're not bad. It didn't work out. See? You know? But you're a real piece of work. My masterpiece. I know what I put in you. I know what I, what I, what I meant when I, when I thought about you and made you. Did you get that? Amen. Hallelujah. I wish I could just come and just squeeze every one of you little cheek and tell you, you know, uh, it'd be improper. But, I, you know, I mean, if I could, I'd just pull you and kiss on your little ear or something. Just uh, I, Man, God loves you so much. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you came today. We're so glad we shared this moment together with you. Don't you ever let the devil tell you anything uh, other than that, if you're broken, if you're broke, busted, and disgusted, you're in the right place. <laughs> if it didn't work out for you and you're just flailing and failing, you're in the right place. Amen. Because more and more I have less confidence 
Listen, my confidence is in his competence, not in mine. Not in man's, not in our own. It, but it is in his competence that we are confident in that love that he has for us. It will never fail. He will keep what you've entrusted to him. You can trust God with your life. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.